Once Upon a Time in Adequately Advanced Magic. Okay, anyway, yeah, we're not going to do too much to him. Just, if we just explain the situation to him, help him realize the error of his ways, he'll tell us everything we want to know. Rourke wakes up and he starts screeching. Oh, um, hold on. Does anybody have any socks, clean socks, we can put in this map? Okay. So we found your accounting book, and you were seeking a maximum offer for a third party for this. Who's that third party? Who's trying to buy the plaza? I'll tell you everything, if you let me stay here for a while. Oh, well, Valerie definitely works for someone else. Uh, and Rogue says, I think it's Lillian Oha. Does the name sound familiar to Nicholas? Yes, because it was written in your backstory a billion years ago. So there's a clear chain here. Rourke being used by Valerie, who's being used by Lillian to gain control of this plaza for unknown reasons. Nicholas, you have a connection to Lillian, but I'm assuming that you don't have any way of getting in contact with them or would want to get in contact with them. That is correct. Okay, so it seems that Valerie is the next option, but how to approach Valerie? I mean, she works at the police station, doesn't she? Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. Nicklaus, as you sleep, you dream a familiar dream, being enveloped in darkness. As you're sort of floating around, you hear a low cacophony of voices that gradually get louder and louder. And over time, one voice stands out to you, and it just says over and over again, Lenormer. Nailed it. It's going to sound different every single time I say it. Perfect. It's, it's different voices, right? So. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a voice uh, out of the, the noise, you know, that they're all saying <laughs> random stuff and then the voice kind of like peeks through. So it was perfect. You blink your eyes in the darkness and you find yourself sitting at your old desk with an overwhelming sense of deja vu. There's a stack of audits sitting in front of you. Nicholas kind of like shakes his head. Ugh. <sighs> Rubs his eyes. I must have nodded off again. And uh, kind of refocused, he'll resume his work, presumably, that he had left off. Yeah. You continue doing your work. Uh, what is the Insert word? Insert keyboard of? sounds in the background here. Yeah. Yeah, here's some Foley. Clack, clack, clickety, clack, clack. See, see, fantasy keyboards are all mechanical. You start doing your work mindlessly and time seems to just slip by, you eventually go through about half the pile of audits. And suddenly, the one in front of you has a reference to Lenormer. Lenormer. So seeing that Niklaus pauses, just kind of like stares at it for a second, uncomprehendingly until he, he realizes where he saw that or heard that before. And even though he, all his life he's heard the voices that he's pretended weren't there. This is the first time anything he's ever heard he's seen while he's awake, and he kind of like pinches himself a second. Just make sure he's actually awake. And he looks around, seeing if anybody's watching him. Like, is this a prank? Like, what's going on? 
You take a look around and everybody is sort of in this dreamlike work state where everybody's moving mechanically. Everything's sort of gray and washed out and they're all focused on their work. Like every office job ever. Okay. <laughs> There's a drone, a literal drone. Here are those reports you wanted, boss. <laughs> TPS. TPS. So Niklaus turns back to the, the audit and he's he like touches the paper and like tries to, to see what's going on. Why is this here? Why is the thing that he heard on the page in front of him? He tries to see if there's anything he recognizes on the paper. He tries to find a record of it. He's investigating it now. Yeah. You head towards the record room and you try to dig up some more information on this project. But you can't find anything. It's so weird. It's here, but it's not anywhere else. Maybe Lillian will know. And he goes to Lillian's office. You head over to Lillian's office. I do the, the knock and then immediately enter thing. Sitting at the desk is Lillian. And what does he look like? He is an elf that had come from like a, a well-to-do family. And they're very ambitious I guess you should say, and also dismissive of those who they don't think are going to help them move forward and move up in the company. So because the class was always uh, kind of a not quote unquote a charity case, but kind of uh, he, he didn't really uh, fit the mold for the other Valdivian executives. So uh, he was always kind of looked down on. He took coffee breaks. Yeah, he actually used his vacation time. Oof. Ooh. <laughs> Dang, man. <laughs> Always requested overtime. Let's not go that far. Okay, come on. He wanted to keep his job. That's true. The uh, the camera does the sudden zoom on Lillian's face as the background remains static. Time speeds up a little bit and you see his mouth move, but none of the words come out. But he brushes it aside and tells you to get back to work. Niklaus is used to this reaction. He just kind of shrugs his shoulders and walks out of the office, but... In his head, he's like, I gotta find out what this means. As you head out, Lillian also heads out, and he bumps into you briefly, and then continues towards the executive boardroom. You see on the ground that he has dropped his management access card. The Klaus was half a second away from saying something, but he stops, looks back down at the card, and he thinks to himself, it's gotta be in the secure records room, and he picks up the card. And he heads towards the records room and the secure uh, room inside that houses more confidential files. You rummage around the secure records room, and eventually you do find a project file labeled Lenormer. As you open the file, you take a look at it and you can't understand anything. What is this? None of this makes any sense. Down the hall, you hear footsteps. In a bit of a panic now, Niklaus quickly makes a copy of the, the data file. And then I try to, he tries to put everything back the way it was so that he wasn't, as if he wasn't even there. And he quickly tries to sneak back out of the records room. You hear the footsteps pass the secure records room. After he hears them pass, he, he sneaks out and, and tries to go back to his desk, act like nothing happened. The rest of the day is uneventful, and you head back home. Yeah, the whole, the whole evening and pretty late into the night, he just goes over it, tries to make sense of it. He does a whole 27, writing stuff on the walls, trying to get it to make sense. Makes no progress. The next morning, you arrive back at work, and as you arrive, you see two VIRE's officers heading into the auditor's office area and straight to Lillian's corner office. Oh shit. Oh shit. 
You see him being arrested with a look of indignation on his face. Not good, not good, not good. The entire office is a buzz, and slowly, one by one, security officers call each of the employees into meeting rooms. Very not good, very not good. Uh, at this point, Niklaus knows that he can't, he can't afford to be interrogated by Vyar. He needs to, he needs to escape. He needs to get out. So you just leave? Yeah. So realizing that, he kind of like tries to act nonchalant as he like walks, like he's going towards the restroom. But really, he takes a turn at the at the elevators to go back to the first floor, and uh, he's he's trying to get back to his apartment. As you leave company grounds, you open the door. You start running into inky black darkness. slowly you keep sinking into this darkness until it once again envelops you and then you wake up yeah sleeping next to you are sirius and kirkir hawk shoe hawk shoe (laughs) (sighs) nicholas kind of groans not a day i want to remember he starts trying to get a breakfast situation started i guess and the three of you have long rested now wow such long rest but how would you guys feel about saying it takes like three days for you guys to fully recuperate mentally i mean that that's fair that seems fair yeah because you guys got the shit beat out of you guys (laughs) we just don't leave our apartment for three days well you guys can go out and do stuff (laughs) i get to know rourke a little bit better (laughs) Imagine you're just her cure tending to mushrooms in like a corner of the apartment. <laughs> Instead of like a like window herb garden, I've got like a dark wet spot in a, in a closet growing <laughs> mushrooms. The landlord comes over and is like, that's coming out of your security deposit. <laughs> Annette comes in and somehow more mushrooms grow where in the places where her footsteps have landed. Wait, I have to study this now. <laughs> But yeah, you guys get your long rest. In the meantime, though, you can go out into the plaza and do things that you want to do. Guess. I'm looking at the list of NPCs you gave us, Joey. Oh, yes, there were so many. There was, weren't there like two Ralphs or something? (laughs) There was, there was, I think there was Harry and someone else with a similar name. Yeah, so there's Constance, Audrey, and Gobzu. They're still around. God, we can't lose those guys. <laughs> Annette and Vince. There's also Siesta, the traveling tabaxi merchant. There's Ramiro, who runs a print shop. Harry is the Soulsmart attendant. And Harrison runs the pawn shop. Which has a bottle of healing whiskey, a wand with a happy face, fancy boots, a key with a question mark. The key is magical. <laughs> yes. I didn't get anybody's names down, but I have item descriptions. <laughs> Priorities. And it's called Falcon's Reach Golden and Pawn. <laughs> well, well, he might have changed his stock by now. You know, it's a, it's got a weekly refresh. Yes, but my my money situation of zero gold has not changed. Oh, we got a, we got a thousand gold from WorkSafe. Ooh. Ooh. And uh, we could return it to him so that he could fulfill his dream of opening a travel agency. <clears throat> But I like to think of it as him investing in us, which, <laughs> which then can we can then in turn invest in him, you know? Okay, yes, but think about the long term. If he opens that travel agency, maybe he can then help us out with all of our travel needs and maybe f- freely transport us wherever we want to go. 
Right, but if he could do that with a thousand gold, he would have done it already, right? So like, he needs way more than that. So a thousand now ain't gonna help him much. But a thousand now would help us a lot. You know, when we are filthy rich, we can pay it back tenfold. Well, I suppose if as long as I promise to to myself to pay him back, I guess it's more like just taking a loan out. Exactly. And plus, the money he'll get back will be clean money. This is dirty criminal money. You don't want him to start his business on the wrong foot, do you? Mm, you make so many good arguments for being corrupt. Okay. Well, I'll sure I'll take a I'll take a share with the intention to pay him back. Okay. Hercule, I assume you have no qualms. Nope. Okay. Well, then we have a thousand gold between us to spend on necessary equipment. Uh, was the list of materials that you remembered with your great memory? Cirrus, uh, from Siesta or from the pawn shop? I wrote down what was in the pawn shop. The, the boots, I remember being- yeah, okay. The boots were boots uh, of sneakiness, and they were 450 gold because they're antiques. However, that wand with the happy face was really speaking to me. <laughs> healing whiskey is always helpful, although we have healing. Wasn't there always- wasn't there also, like, a, a key that we could get? Yes, key with a question mark, which was magical. Did he explain what it did? I think he did. It could open... There's a chance it would open a door, right? Or something? Yeah, but it was like 5%. And it, it only worked really, once, right? And it only worked once, so it was sort of like... Still seems like something that might be useful for our group. Well, we can always... Uh, it's good to have it and then not need it, right? Uh, oh, I also wrote down in my notebook that Ramiro, uh, the gnome, has a great mustache. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure that uh, I remember this. Harry's information. Yeah. Harry is a thin half orc. I don't have anything about Harrison though. Apparently he wasn't <laughs> memorable enough to get a place in the old notebook. Well, did you guys want to go talk to Siesta and check out the pawn shop? See if there's anything there new or different? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, we do a we do a round of the shops, Joey. We we grab our tote bags. So so environmentally conscious bringing our own bags. It's nice. Yep. Yeah, we are. The three of you head over to Siesta's stall. And as you approach, he says, Mal. Mal. Hello, Siesta. What you got today? Oh, there it is. Siesta has wares. I read that as massage magitech, and I was going to say, what? It's <laughs> 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 just mockery. <laughs> Adequately advanced magic, you know. going to be used for <laughs> all kinds of applications, I guess. Yeah, uh, Siesta shows you his wares. And once again, there's a selection of Magitech and Magitite, some miscellaneous goods, some weapons, and some ammunition for the guns. What is an armor-lined coat? Armor-lined coat is 13 plus dex maximum of 2. It is a medium armor. Okay, I could use one of those. Yes, no heavy armor. Although, wait, is it... Okay, I can wear medium armor. I could definitely use that. Alright, Siesta, this is our list. Are you ready? Ball. Okay. We're getting two level one Magitite crystals. Ball. Two compelled dual Magitex. Ball. One armor line coat. Ball. One magic missile shotgun type one. Ball. One common clothes. Ball. That will fit this young lady over here. Ball. And a set of fancy clothes also for her. Ball. And three rations. Ball. It'll be 661 gold, is that correct? Maul. Yep. You pay Siesta, and he hands you all of the stuff. What do the common clothing and the fancy clothing look like? 
Okay, well, I mean, the common clothing is gonna be like a, uh, like some jeans, you know, some like sneakers, jeans, and we'll say like a, let's see, what, what would go well with that? Like a black t-shirt and then like an overcoat. Um, and then the fancy clothing, let's see, how does, how does girl clothing work? Fancy dress will definitely, it'll be like a, a blue fancy dress. I'm just trying to find, like, trying to find one that works for serious, you know? I don't know how to, it looks like the, the formal dress that female Commander Shepard wears in Mass Effect 2. The, the pencil dress? Is that what that thing? I don't know how to describe this either. Yeah, is a dress. Sort of looks like she came from like a BDSM conference or something. <laughs> <laughs> BDSM conference. Yeah. Thank you for coming to the annual BDSM conference. <laughs> I mean, they have that. They're don't ask me how I know. <laughs> do, they, do they give good swag, Joey? How much swag do you have from the, uh, the BDSM conference? <laughs> um, I didn't go. Or did I? <laughs> for For listeners not in the know of Mass Effect 2, it looks like a black leather dress <laughs> <laughs> anyways you guys have completed your shopping trip what do you guys do now you guys can also do things separately if you want this is like the the last day of shore leave before getting yeah, back in the it's ship. like it's basically like rest time right now like uh i did want to check out the pawn shop as well does everybody go to, to the pawn shop yeah. yeah we're collective now yeah we just <laughs> we do everything together <laughs> Ooh, hold on. There's a uh, there. There I'll is a business on. card shop. We didn't we didn't discuss this. <laughs> if you want to do that, you can. I can't think of anything to do there right now, but but it's good to know for the future. I think I went with the, like, oh, maybe there's something cool here, and he was like, yes, we make business cards. I was like, okay. <laughs> that was, that seems like a very a very niche industry. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think once we really form we we formally name our group, we could start making business cards. Yeah, maybe maybe then. That should that should be the uh, just start your own corporation. Yeah, we're gonna make a competing business to the main businesses here. We could have like a a figurehead fake dragon that way we're, we fit in. <laughs> it was uh, Spyro. It was Spyro the dragon. Or you could go Disney do uh, Figment. <laughs> Our mascot is Barney the dinosaur. Oh no. Okay, the three of you head over to the pawn shop. <laughs> All right, you dumbasses. <laughs> Harrison greets you jovially. He still has the same four items. He has a healing whiskey that goes for 100 gold, a wand of smiles for another 100 gold, boots of elven kind that go for 450 gold, and a mystery key that goes for 75 gold. Let me just check what the boots of elven kind did. They help with sneaking. Uh, advantage on stealth checks. You're d disadvantaged, right, Herker? Oh, wait, wait, which of you have disadvantage on stealth? Both of you? I don't think I have... No, I have a oh, dex okay. plus one, so my stealth... Well, okay, so you're okay. I haven't invested in it. Yes. I also have a stealth plus one, but I wear heavy armor, which is disadvantaged. Ah. Uh, so, so it's either, do we try to make our group less suck at stealth, uh, or do we have, like, a stealth boy? Or stealth girl. Stealth girl? Stealth stealth boy? I would not be the stealth girl. I'm not I'm super stealthy, but... Not super stealthy either. I would be, like, maybe two standard deviations above uh, <laughs> if, you... if I put a number on it. <laughs> if you had to put a number on it, we're just we're just not going to be the stealthiest group. We just have to accept that. Yeah, I don't think the, the boots will help too much. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll pass on that, I guess. 
With that wand of smiles. But what did that do again? It just makes people smile. <laughs> it just makes people smile, whether they want to or not. <laughs> That's like one of those fun items that I feel like we could try to find like a, a fun creative use for it. But I also am like struggling to imagine specifically what. Maybe get um, uh, maybe like two healing whiskeys and a mystery key. Ooh, how much was the key? Seventy-five. He only has one healing whiskey. Uh, maybe one healing whiskey and a mystery key. We discuss what the key does, right? We ask Harrison. Harrison, how does this key work? <laughs> Harrison explains that the key has a five percent chance of unlocking any lock into which it is inserted. And if it doesn't unlock it, what happens to the key? <laughs> it just gets stuck in the lock, and you can't unlock the lock at all. Harrison? It, it comes out until the next day, when you can try again. We'll be back tomorrow. Charges once per day. It is a 5% chance to unlock any individual lock, not a 5% chance to work every time it's tried. So... You could. It, it, it is not. It isn't worth it. It's not. You can't try it more than once on the same lock because it it gets its try that one time and that's it. Correct. But it doesn't get destroyed or lose its power. You just can only ever use it on a particular door once. Correct. Well, once it unlocks something, it disappears. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's great. I say <laughs> we take that. Yeah, I feel like that could really solve some of our issues with doors and not being able to get through them. I mean, you you weren't there. <laughs> but I've heard, like, listen, you know... <laughs> the police I'm have act- trouble getting through doors, too. Yeah, and I'm an active listener, okay? Sometimes <laughs> sometimes when we're sitting around having our after-adventure our after drinks, they'll start talking about their door, their door war stories. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I remember this door. Door and, stories? Yeah, their door stories. Oh, no. Their door Dora. stories. <laughs> That's when they drink the heaviest. Okay, so that'd be 175 for the the whiskey. The, I mean, we can get the wand of smiles if you really want it. Not this time, but maybe next time. Okay, Harrison, can we get the one healing whiskey you have and the key with a question mark? He gives you a thumbs up and he grabs you the stuff. I'll make sure to note it. The healing whiskey is a greater healing potion. Ooh. Who wants to hold on to it? I guess... I, mean, I assume I'm the main healer, so maybe me? Or maybe it's better someone else has it as backup? In case we're, like, separated? Yeah. Uh, maybe... I guess I don't know what the... Tactically, what the best... Maybe Cirrus, since you're probably going to be in melee more? Sure, I can hold on to it. Okay. I hand over the healing whiskey. How much money do we have left? 244 golds, plus whatever you guys might have. I think I have like five listed. I have zero. Outside of the, the pool. I'm trying to think. I think like Okay, so regarding the wand of smiles. I <laughs> <laughs> We have hundred and twelve in the bank. Also, how would uh how would Sears feel about making making someone smile? <laughs> hmm. We haven't run into that situation yet. Because they could be super angry and they're just smiling at you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. Well, we have enough in the the guild bank to afford it. How much is in the guild bank? Bank is it just that two hundred and twenty dollars? One hundred and twelve. And then I have on my person two forty four, so like three hundred fifty six total. Okay, well, if there's no other stores, I think I think this would be a good group investment. <laughs> All right, actually, Harrison, can we also get the wand of smiles? Cleaning them out. And uh, can you give us a quick description of how it worked again? 
Yeah, Harrison hands over the wand of smiles, and the reason he's not talking right now is because I don't remember what his voice sounded like. He was, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Always Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Yeah, when in doubt, it's Mickey Mouse. Thanks for buying my wand of smiles! (laughs) Older, overweight human is what I wrote. So, Santa Claus... Santa Claus. Whoa, yeah, he's like, oh, 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 oh. Thank you for buying my water <laughs> I just, should just make you guys play the NPCs too. <laughs> Joey, you just sit there and <laughs> yeah, sit there and we do nothing. <laughs> you did describe him as jolly, so. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, this wand has three charges. While holding it, you can use an action to expand one of its charges and target a humanoid you can see within 30 feet of you. And then the target must succeed at DC 10 Charisma Saving Throw be forced to smile for one minute. <laughs> Which is sort of a long time, actually. It is a long time. That's... The wand regains all expended charges daily at dawn. If you break it, something happens. You'll never smile again. <laughs> yeah, if you if you expend all three charges, you roll a D20 on a one, it something happens. Okay. I think this is great. He hands the wand over to you. I gingerly accept it and put it in my pouch or my backpack. Oh, I think that's the shopping done. <laughs> Should we go see what Rourke's up to? Yeah, make sure he's not up to any trouble. Oh, I'm sure he's fine. I saw. Trust me, I know. I know people. He he has such an earnest look in his eyes. He wouldn't. I think he's already put our differences behind us. The three of you head over to Rourke's place, which is actually. Didn't you guys just keep him in your apartment? Yep. Yep. We did go to Annette and explain the situation, so it's possible she might have given him his own apartment, but we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. We do not. The three of you go looking for Rourke, and as you walk around the plaza, you see him walking around with Annette. Do they look like they've hammered out their differences? Do an insight check. All right, insight check. Love me a good insight check. <laughs> do you have any insight? I have negative one to insight. So that's a nat 20 minus 1, so 19. It seems like Annette has completely forgotten about everything that has happened thus far. Meanwhile, as she walks, she's, like, knocking shit over, and Rourke has to, like, do a comedy sketch to catch everything. <laughs> An entire comedy sketch. Yeah. <laughs> I, give a, I give a wistful smile, and then I say, well, he looks like he's busy right now. Annette then shows Rourke to a broom closet, where he'll be staying. <laughs> wow. And you guys can click, you guys can do whatever you guys want and also click to continue the story as well. <laughs> Joey, we're not good at doing whatever we want. <laughs> at least I'm not. I think that's pretty much what we wanted to do, unless anybody else had any other. Yeah, like we're pretty, pretty focused on the, on the mission now. Should we check in on Audrey, Gavzu, and Constance, or should we turn in for the night and focus on what we're going to do next? I think we kind of talked with them last time. Yeah, didn't we want to, uh, I can't remember where we are going to go. Were we going to go to a police office and try and... Yeah, get information about, uh, Valerie. Yeah, we need to figure out what Valerie's up to. The bad, bad wolf. The big, bad wolf. That's her nickname around the office. (laughs) (laughs) Before we, uh, sleep tonight, do you guys want to figure out what to do with this mysterious disc? It looks similar to what we had before her care with the the medical symbol on it. Right, I remember. Does it have an, its own symbol? It does. It has a, a musical note. If only we had a bard. Ooh, I've never yeah. seen anything quite like that. How does it work? Just a Limp Biscuit album. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had one before. It had a 
a medical symbol on it. And Hercure kind of listened to it as he slept. It's like one of those yep. uh, sleep learning things. And you know, he seems like he's more medically knowledgeable now. I Yeah, it helped. Yeah, I've heard those things are expensive. But luckily, we've found ours. We haven't had to buy any. Or did we buy that first one? Uh, I, don't I don't know. We still have a we have a player, so we just need to... Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you listened to it and have better dreams than you did last night. It seems like you were really <laughs> tossing and turning and struggling last night. Oh, you heard that? Well, I had to go up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and you were kind of tossing and turning in bed going, Lermnir, or something like that. Lemolnir. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Lenormer is the thing I meant to say. Ah, yes. Uh... That was that has to do with with Valdivian and and Lillian. Oh, cool! Probably not very relevant then to what we're doing. Just keep an eye out for that if you see, if you see or hear it anywhere. Just let me know. I think I'll, I'll if you guys don't mind, I'll, I'll take advantage of the mysterious device tonight. Sounds good. All right, well, Nicholas is ready to call it a night. Yeah, same. Let's do it. Nicklaus prepares to go to bed. He puts on the the bunny ears headset, <laughs> slides in the music note disc, and hears a gentle song as he closes his eyes and falls asleep. Finally going to get a restful night sleep. As you go to bed, you hear the startings of a pop song. Yeah! G, 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 baby, baby, baby. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> you blink. And you find yourself dancing on stage as a background dancer. Ahead of you, you see the apparent star, and she's killing it. And go ahead and do a performance check. All right. That'll be 22. Yeah, you do very well. You nail all the steps. The show ends, and you head back to the dressing room. And you see in the mirror that you are a hot and sexy half-elf lady. I pose in front of the mirror for an appropriate amount of time. He vogues. Yes. The uh, There's a knock on the door. Come in. Th- don't stop the voguing, though. Please continue to vogue. Yeah. And you see the pop star come in, and as Niklaus, you sort of recognize her. Who is she? She's that pop star that everybody's into recently. Is that the one that um, the ghost friend really liked, or is that someone else that I'm thinking of? Constance, I think. Constance really liked her, okay. Yeah, and you guys saw like a little illusion of her at some point. And I don't think I remember her name. Niklaus, you just... It wasn't important to you, so you just don't really remember her name exactly, but you do recognize her from the illusions that have played in the present day. Mm-hmm. She comes in... Very cute and bubbly, and she has some bubbly with her. As in, like, a champagne? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the background dancer, of course, would, would have champagne with the, the lead performer. Yeah. She pours out champagne for the two of you, and she cheers. Cheers. The two of you talk for the rest of the night. The pop star looks deep into your eyes, and for some reason you instinctually push back your hair from your neck. You close your eyes, and there's a sharp pain there on your neck. 
And then Niklaus, you wake up in a cold sweat. <sighs> that was a weird dream. What was that pop star's name? How old was this recording? Why does she still look the same? And now you get plus one to performance checks. <laughs> Whee! Wow. <laughs> so writing down in my notes is vampire? Question mark. All the hottest performers are vampires. Blood suckers. Mm-hmm. Money suckers. Money vampire. The three of you had just woken up and you get up. What do you guys do? We're going to assault the police, the police station. No, we're going to right. go inside the oh. police station and just find some information. We're going to get assaulted at the police station. That might happen, but I'll do my best to make sure it doesn't. <laughs> if we're going to the police station that you worked at or the one that Valerie worked at? The one that Valerie worked at. Okay. And what was our goal? To, to interrogate her? Uh, well, if she's there, yes, we'll try to question her. If not, we'll try to figure out where she is and where she can be found. So I guess we just need to talk about what our strategy is going to be for this fact-finding mission. <laughs> I could certainly go in there and get some, you know, pretty far inside. I could say that I'm here to meet Valerie for lunch or something. Mm-hmm. Or that I've, you know, I did some work on an old investigation or something that she was working on and I have information from her for her. <laughs> but the two of you, Joey... I mean, we can wait outside. Are civilians allowed to tour the precincts? I mean, yeah, you can just go inside. Okay. We can go inside, and if we need to separate, I can keep in contact with you. He's got a plus one to performance, so... That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can uh, keep in contact with you, in contact with you, like this. And then he, he says that inside Cyrus's head, using his sorcerer's ability. Oh, God! I, like... It's in my head! <laughs> I do that thing where you're trying to get water out of your ears. Like, I, like, hit the side of my head. <laughs> Was there some sort of weird reverb? On your voice just there. And then, I, yeah, I turn to Cirrus and I'm like, what do you mean? And my mouth doesn't move. I blink a few times. And I'm like, oh, it's that it's that magic thing you guys are always talking about. Sirius takes an insanity point. <laughs> One insanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now we're playing Mantis of Madness and <laughs> I've taken sanity damage. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a plan. Okay. We shouldn't plan any further than yeah. that because who knows what we will actually find out when we're there. I agree. We should, you know, then, then we start getting into what ifs, and it'll, and we'll just be here all day. So Sarah's dressed in her, like, full police, you know, regalia. Sarah starts walking towards the local precinct. The three of you head out towards the local precinct. So I feel like I, I have questions about why we're walking when, we, when you have a car. <laughs> Did the car make it from that chase? I mean, you can just re-get the car. I could. That's an entire thing that just... It takes a lot of magical energy, but we could do that. Does it? But that, I mean, it takes one of my two second-level spell slots. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Joey, how far away? Is it, like, within walking distance, or is it further away? It's right in between where it's very annoying to have to, like, walk (laughs) that far. (laughs) Between where you could walk that far, but just be tired. We're just gonna, every time we go somewhere, I'm gonna burn the spell slot. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Well, maybe if you invested in Roy's travel agency. <laughs> we should have done that. Um, yeah, we left our car behind. Okay, sure. Can't you, like, uh, like just re- request it come back? I'm pretty sure the spell does not last. I don't know, I don't know how it works. Uh, fine speed lasts. <laughs> Duration is instantaneous. I don't know how long it actually like lasts for. I guess it's, it's concentration. That means forever. Yeah. It's a concentration? Yeah, it would be a concentration thing, I think. It is not concentration. It is not? No. Nope. 
<laughs> Unless Joey, for some reason, just lets this thing last forever, which I don't see why he would. Let me take a look. Well, that's how the 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 horse, pony, camel, elk, or mastiff normally would work. But those are actually just the the brand names of cars and uh, right. falconry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I prepared to summon it again if uh, Joey says it's it's a. It's like a, it's like a familiar. It has like the same like restrictions as a familiar does. Well, you definitely left the one mile radius where you could summon it. So. Oh, sad. He's just he's just left abandoned. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, you guys went on like a whole car chase without it. Sad. All right, so I'll resummon it, and I'll just keep better track of it <laughs> this time. Okay, so I spend ten minutes in deep in prayer. I'm like, Omni Patri Spiritu Sancti. I'm like, dear Tamara, I need to go fast. Like, I gotta go fast. Like, really fast. <laughs> like, way past speed. Way past cool. Other things that Sonic the Hedgehog says. Full plaid. You're gonna go full plaid. <laughs> gotta go full plaid. And I just say things like this for ten minutes. <laughs> on the ground, like, <laughs> kneeling in prayer. Kiriko and Niklas, what do you guys do for ten minutes? Uh, what, did, what did we call it? Not rock, paper, scissors, but... Tanks and airplanes. There was a... There was a, there was a, <laughs> there was a fantasy... It was <laughs> version of it. I forgot what we called it. Tanks and airplanes is like the D&D of this D&D Swords, world. <laughs> rocks, and slimes. Slimes. <laughs> Boulder parchment sword. Boulder scroll sword. That sounds fun. Ah, <laughs> right, that works. So there's a boulder falling on you. You cast slow <laughs> fall on it with the scroll, <laughs> and then the sword cuts the scroll in half. Yeah. And then the the boulder crushes like a sword. Makes sense. Yeah. Checks out. Cirrus is quietly jealous that she doesn't get to play too while she's doing this. You're playing with Hukir. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, now we have to see who wins. <laughs> okay. This is obviously very important. <laughs> Whoever wins gets inspiration, right? <laughs> boss music starts. Yeah, I'll allow it. There we go. All right, All let right. me find the boss music. We can use a D6. So one and two is a rock or boulder. Three and four is scroll. And five and six is <laughs> five and six is a sword. All right, first round. I rolled a two. I rolled a five, which is sword. And two is boulder. Oh no! It's like first round goes to Niklaus. Best of best of five, best of three, best of three. Let's keep this short. <laughs> keep it short. Okay. Second one. Four. Six. I cut your parchment scroll oh, no. thing. <laughs> okay, so it, this is the most intense fight we've had. It comes down to the last. The last. <laughs> They're both sweating intensely. <laughs> one, two. I think we just tied. Yeah, we both did uh, Boulder. Okay, again. <laughs> Two. Boulder. I rolled a one. Okay, okay we tied again. It's so dramatic. <laughs> Alright, let me give some it light. It zooms in on their faces. <laughs> yeah. The a camera single, zooms a in bead on of your... sweat <laughs> rolls down. Uh, the camera zooms in on each of your faces with the. Uh... Hukir is on the right, Niklaus is on the left. <laughs> A crowd has formed around them. <laughs> a crowd has formed around them as beads of sweat roll down their foreheads. Half of them are like, "Here, here, here," and the other half are like, "Every time they they put down the down their fist, like they get the the speed anime yeah. thing, <laughs> go forward to put down the whatever they're doing." Gazu is like wiping your faces with a towel. <laughs> <laughs> 
the two of you prepare to roll again. Or to play again, to throw? To throw? Throw. Throw it out. The two of you prepare to throw again. I punch Nicholas in the face. <laughs> Six. I rolled a four, which is parchment, so I think Nicholas wins. Yes, the sword comes down and cuts the parchment. Hercure falls to his knees. No! <laughs> like, an, like it's an actual anime, you like fly backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you dramatically get on your knees and you and you yell. I'm a Jawa now. So it's a it's a, it's a classic orc uh, cry of despair. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sirius's magical state appears, and then you just like undramatically just like get up and like, get, get up and get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nicklaus, you get inspiration. Boutini. Okay, cool. The crowd immediately disperses. Well, that was fun. <laughs> the street's just empty suddenly. <laughs> but, like, more empty than it was before. It's weird. Yeah. And the three of you get into Cirrus's Sentinel. And the three of you drive off. Vroom, vroom. After about a 30-minute drive through the winding streets of the district, you arrive outside Valley's Precinct. Precinct number 32. Write that down. Precinct number 32. From the outside, it looks like a run-down former Soulsmart. <laughs> Soulsmart 32 is what it says. Yeah, you can see that the police sign was very rudimentary swapped out for the Soulsmart sign. Police Mart. Sirius, you park Sentinel, and the three of you head inside the police station. everyone, this is Joey, your somewhat adequate Dungeon Master. Hope you enjoyed Fantasy Rock, Paper, and Scissors. If you liked the episode, it would help us out a lot if you shared the podcast on social media or with people who you think might like it. We should have another episode up next week, so join us as Hercure, Nicklaus, and Sirius get acquainted with the Falcons Reach Police. <laughs> <laughs>